Hello and welcome back to the Style Stories podcast. I'm your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby, and this is a podcast that discusses everything to do with style, image and fashion and confidence for those of us in our 40s. This episode is a special Christmas edition. It was recorded on Monday, the 20th of December, and I invited two local stylists along to discuss and review the year, how how we've changed since we started this pandemic in our pyjamas, basically, and are we changing how we dress? Has it changed in the workplace, in more traditional places like corporate world, so law, financial services, all those sorts of places. Are we all desperate to get really, really dressed up? Something that we've heard is that it's gonna be a bit of a renaissance, kind of like the roaring 20s. So after that pandemic back in 1918, after that there were the roaring 20s where everyone went super, super glam. Is that gonna be on the cards? And how has it affected us? What we talk about as well is the power of what you wear and how it can really change how you feel and that is something we can control we've all had a really tough tough time these last couple of years we're still not out of the woods but dressing up at Christmas is something that can bring us some joy so hopefully there's a lot of festive joy in this episode for you as well so I've got the fantastic Sally Smy from Queen Bee Styling. She's just round the corner from me in South East London. And also Sarah Gilfillan, who's also round the corner from me in South London, who is a specialist men's stylist. And they do exactly the same as me. They're both personal stylists, hugely expert at what they do. They've got loads and loads of experience and it's really interesting to hear what they have to say. I hope you enjoy this episode. So hello to Sally and to Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm actually going to get you to introduce yourselves because it sounds a lot better than me sort of reading from a script. But we're just going to have a little review of the year, a festive review. I was going to put some Christmas tunes on and then my husband said I'd have copyright issues. So I put... (laughs) I put a sparkly top on instead. We could do a quick round of jingle bells if you fancy it. <laughs> don't you really don't want to hear me sing. Believe me, no one wants that. No, at all. no exactly. I thought maybe, maybe we won't do that. We skip that bit. Yeah, skip <laughs> that bit. Welcome and thanks for joining me. Who wants to go first? Who would like to introduce themselves? Sally, you're at the top here on my top left on the screen. <laughs> Okay, lovely. Uh, my name is Sally. I um, run Queen Bee Styling. So, of course, I'm a personal stylist like um, Lisa and Sarah. And um, yeah, I've been working and doing this for about 12 years. And yeah, I help men and women, but mainly women. And um, yeah, prior to that, I worked as a fashion buyer for 18 years. Is there anything else you want to know? <laughs> I think, was it 18 years for a lot was it one brand or was it no brands? I worked for um uh I started at a company called Hammonds which no one's really ever heard of but then I went to principals like as part of Arcadia um yeah. and Debenhams and my last job was a buying manager at Tesco's before I left when the kids came along because there was too much traveling and I found it sort of you know quite hard to juggle the family and um sort of work so that's why I changed to something that's a bit more flexible and it's sort of similar it's similar my husband works in tv a lot of women leave tv actually because of um that same thing the hours 
yeah and you've got it's hard to keep it up isn't it but it's good to have your own business that's sort of the ups and downs of it but at least you can fit it in yeah exactly I mean I, I mean I still work hard but I obviously can you know manage my time around think you know, and you know be home at certain times so obviously we've all been home a lot more than we have <laughs> the last couple of years but yeah, generally it gives me a bit more flexibility now I plan to be out as much as I can <laughs> yeah we'll cover just in a minute just exactly how we've all been affected by this pandemic but Sarah welcome would you like to just introduce yourself Hi there, yeah, I'm Sarah Gilfillan and I have a menswear style consultancy called Sartoria Lab. So I work mainly with men, helping them with all aspects of their wardrobe. And uh, yeah, they need it. Before that, I was working, so I've been freelance pretty much all my life, really. So I was working as a photographic stylist on photo shoots for various music, uh, magazines, uh, catalogues, uh, just loads of different things, really advertising. So real mixture of things. But yeah, and then I decided to go. I trained in doing color and style a long time ago, and then so then I sort of just suddenly decided to come back to it. So and I'm really glad I did. And focusing on menswear because I was working a lot with menswear in the photographic industry. Is it very different working with people as on? rather than on shoots <laughs> so so different yeah completely and utterly different yeah completely and which I have to say the first woman I started off working with a few women and for another couple of companies and um, I found that out very quickly the first woman that I took shopping it was very very different so um, that was a, a steep learning curve but a good one because yeah you have to take on board their likes and dislikes and everything. If it's a model, you can just say, you don't like it, never mind, you've got to wear it anyway. Um, and yeah, you're, it's all about the theme and the look that you're creating. It's not so much about the person and the person that you're dressing and taking them and their body shape and their likes and dislikes and budget and everything into account. So it's really very different. Well, there's a lot of emotion tied up in clothes. That's, you know, something that we're going to be covering. You know, um, before we came live, Sally made the point about, um people worrying about you know what others perceive of them and but also as well what you wear as you get older sometimes people have this thing in their head that they can't wear a certain thing because they're past a certain age this is a huge part of this podcast actually I'd sort of cover that quite a lot because this is a podcast aimed at women over 40 and the amount of times I hear them say I can't wear that I'm too old I've read an article often as well the husband says you know, you're too, you're too old to wear that. I hear that quite a lot, wow. which, is, which is a shame. But um, let's quickly just talk about how, because we're all freelance, as Sarah's been saying, and we've been at home for a long time. What happened when uh, Boris first of all said, stay at home? How have you been managing over the last, we're almost at two years. We started this pandemic wearing our pyjamas. Have you, <laughs> have you carried on? Are you glad to be glamming up? Uh, background should I go first um yeah go on yeah yeah I, I I think and having spoken to like my friends and clients I think there's been a bit of a transition from the first bit of lockdown so I think when it first happened I definitely obviously my business just stopped overnight as well so that was depressing enough and and I think it was I can't be bothered to wear anything you know I'm just going to wear my tracksuit bottoms and that and I think after a few weeks you're just like actually this isn't making me feel good so I am going to make an effort and I think it was just finding points within 
the in the the week to make an effort so I used to go out and meet like um I don't even know if you could meet them at certain points we could meet and you know just going out to the park or as that was it was zoom calls Friday fizz on zoom calls with friends and I would you know make a point of sort of getting my you know dressed up when I say dressed up I mean I mean actually putting something decent on and doing my makeup and washing my hair and then I think as it's gone on we sort of adapted that that just because it's more about how you feel then and even if you're not seeing anyone or even if you're only seeing people on zoom I think that it definitely affects how you are so I think um I know that definitely happened for me and and now um I mean I've always been a smart casual person so you know even my dressing up is probably just locally down the pub but I'll put earrings in and something you know that's up a notch so um and I still do that but yeah I am it's nice that there's the latter part of this year when we've been able to get out and about again has felt nice to put proper shoes on <laughs> and actually go out the door yeah so um and I think we all appreciate it a bit more now I do like I definitely look look for the times when I can you know when I am sort of able to wear stuff that's sort of outside the house and I'm not sort of housebound so yeah it's um that I think that's been my journey so from tracksuit bottoms to sort of you know smart casual glam is probably my upper limit (laughs) yeah same what about you Sarah so I guess um the first thing that happened when we went into lockdown was because I live on my own all my friends rang and went are you gonna be okay Uh, (laughs) and I was like yeah fine so quite an independent person and I like living on my own so I was like yeah I think I'll be absolutely fine thanks um so yeah obviously we have to like change our businesses super quick so I was like oh what can I do put stuff online and yeah I was quite quite happy and someone booked in straight away which was really encouraging so that was great so I was really pleased about that and I was also working on another project as well so we I had a lot of zoom calls so I was always always dressed up for them I know some people don't but I would always put my lipstick on and you know do it as as if I was going out and put shoes on like I've got shoes on now because it just makes you feel um more professional and just in case the doorbell goes and you have to jump up and run and get the doorbell you don't want someone seeing your ridiculous massive fluffy slippers or anything do you? <laughs> no, not that I wear anything like that but <laughs> it, it does it changes how you feel totally yeah it does it? yeah yeah so so for me it was um yeah it was dressing up for zoom calls I didn't go out much at all in that first um lockdown not even for walks really because everyone was walking too close to you on the pavement and I was really paranoid um but yeah but the only thing the way that I differ from Sally though is um I'm really struggling to wear proper shoes again so I've carried on wearing my trainers so yeah obviously still smart casual and I'll wear you know dressy trousers and blazers and stuff but I have to say, I'm finding struggling to get out of my trainers, having had that comfort for years, <laughs> well, a year rather. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to put shoes on again. I just like, oh, it's so uncomfortable. And as you both know, when you're doing shopping with a client or you're prepping, you do loads and loads of steps. Yeah. So I always find it difficult to find shoes that are comfortable enough to to do them. The only time I wear here, I wore a pair of heels to the party I went to Saturday night, just because it was a Christmas party, like normal parties, I wouldn't. But I just thought you cut, you've got to draw the line somewhere and put your trainers away sometimes. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I just put a pair of platforms on because you can walk in those, and I felt yeah. good. I felt so yeah. good. 
it did make such a difference. I was going to ask you, I was really surprised because I met one of my clients last week for a Christmas drink and she works in a investments and I said to her what's going on in the office because they're all back in the office now and a lot of people are not so some people are going back maybe a couple of days a week they're still on zoom she said oh it's all suits as normal mm. I was really quite surprised I thought yeah that's um I think it's mixed I, I've got clients that are in law and I think their law. dress code is still quite smart but actually actually less like more relaxed than it was previously so I think before it was you know quite formal a bit more staged and I think there's definitely been a relaxing but people in the financial services I think there's been a massive shift to um, more relaxed dress code but even but I think the, the the struggle is for some people is to how to still look professional and not too casual within that I think you know it is it is quite tricky for for people to do that men and women I think so um yeah, I think, but I think generally, I'd say overall it has relaxed, but obviously some places more than others. But do you think it's important to dress professional? Do you think people should be able to wear what they want and you should they should still be taken seriously? I mean, it's our job to make people look good, right? Yeah. It's a difficult question think, to ask fellow stylists. I think they like it because I've got a lot of clients and, and the same thing you were just saying, Sally, that, that smart casual thing is always the thing with the guys. And I work with a lot of guys that work in, say, tech companies or companies that they where they can basically wear what they want. But sometimes they get promoted and they actually want to dress up more, not because they have to. They can wear jeans and a hoodie if they want to, but because they they want to for themselves and to kind of make them feel like they're, you know, they've slightly elevated their position as well if they've got promoted. So I think they do it for themselves and to kind of feel more authoritative, I suppose, by dressing up a little bit more. It might not be in a suit in their case, although having said that, I did take quite a few people suit shopping this year, which was oh, I was kind of astounded by because I generally don't take many people suit shopping, but I was doing quite a bit of it. So some people are still wearing it. Definitely some people, I think a lot of people change jobs. So um, some of them were for interviews, some of them were for going out. Some of them, unfortunately, are funerals, but um, and a lot of the, it was it was people had put on weight during lockdown, so they went to get their suit out, their trusty suit. Like, oh my god, it doesn't fit! Yeah. <laughs> I need a new suit. I think I, yeah, unfortunately, I put on about ten pounds. I think in lockdown, I had a running injury. I was I didn't bake banana bread, so I wasn't a complete cliche, but I did run quite a lot and then had an accident. Oh no. <laughs> for the pavement like oh no are you okay now can you run I've, I've recovered now but yeah, yeah that was you know everyone was all enthusiastically yeah. exercising weren't they yeah the people which was one of the reasons sarah when i went out on the street people were like jogging really close yeah, yeah. i mean it was making me feel a bit paranoid yeah and huffing <laughs> and puffing all over you yeah <laughs> huffing, running past so yeah i tripped over a paving stone so my running was over oh so no baked banana bread instead yeah I did bake banana bread, but soon gave it up because I realised that actually, you know, if you bake banana loaf, you eat a banana loaf, don't you? <laughs> That's so not good for, for the waistline when I'm sitting around like most of the day and can only go out like an hour a day. So, yeah, I soon stopped that habit. So, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but going back to what you were saying. Sorry. 
I thought it was a good excuse to eat banana bread because everyone yeah. was baking it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I was just saying, just going back to what you were saying about the smart casual dress code, I do think that there's subconsciously, like whether like people around you notice, because I, I think, um, I think for one thing, it matters about, you know, like we've said about how you feel. So if you, you know, if, if, you, if you're feeling that your outfit's not quite right, then it doesn't matter whether you're at home or in the office, you're, you know, it's going to affect how, how you are, your behaviour. But then I do also think if you look put together and it, it gives you a, it, like, it gives you a confidence that, and it makes you look more confident. Yeah. So actually, you know, it's not something that many people like colleagues would necessarily pick up on, but actually it does make a difference. So mm-hmm. I do, I do think there's an element of, I know it's, you know, it's not about the power suit or that, you know, looking groomed to the, you know, nth degree, but I do think they're looking put together, looking smart and competent does really make a difference in terms of how you come across to your peers and, you know, and, you know, your clients or whatever. So I think, um, I think it's something that people do need to think about, especially if they are in a, you know, going back to the office, you know, it smart casual still has to be, you know, smart and appropriate for work. And, and you still need to look like you're competent enough. And I think, you know, if you if you look slack and you look tired and your clothes look tired, I do think that sort of makes a difference. Yeah, totally. I Because the thing is, the way we operate as humans is we don't just operate on what people say. We, a lot of what we pick up is visual cues. Are we safe? You know, you sort of look around, am I safe? Do I trust this person? Do I, you know, and that happens instantaneously. And that's why, and you don't even realize you're doing it half the mm. time. It's a yeah. subconscious thing that is a human nature thing. We're not just gonna suddenly lose that overnight yeah. because it's not right. You know, of course people should be able to wear what they want, but I. I think, and it sort of sounds a bit harsh, but I think it is a bit naive to think that, you know, what you wear doesn't matter. People think it's frivolous. It's not completely frivolous. It's not just a treat. But you just put yourself on a back foot, don't you? Because then if you've got yeah. to, people automatically make that judgment, then you've kind of got to work extra hard to then prove that maybe they're wrong. If they're yeah, yeah. You know, thinking, oh, you know, they can't be bothered to get dressed properly. Maybe they're not very good at their work. Then you've got to work doubly hard to sort of prove them wrong. So why not, you know, get a get a head start and, and look good? Yeah. And people use the, the, like the, an example of like, um, what's his name, Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. And and it's like, yeah, OK, like they're, they're you know, one off, you know, mavericks. And, and but most people, you know, don't have that sort of level of success. And, you know, you know, most of us are sort of kind of, you know, doing as much as we can within a certain sort of environment. So I think, yeah, I mean, there's there's always an exception. But generally, the rules are when you, you know, when you're mixing with a, a group of colleagues, if you, if you don't feel and look the part, then people do pick up on it, whether they're aware of it is your clothes or not you know sometimes they, they wouldn't necessarily say call you out for it but actually it does make a difference yeah it's like subliminal messaging isn't it it is oh, definitely definitely and you can use like you say you can harness it and use it as a tool 
you know, mm. for your success and have that authority just for what you're wearing. So the smart casual thing, I know a lot of um, sometimes companies will hire a stylist like us to go in and speak to their whole team because a couple of members of the team are sort of too casual and they don't want to pull them aside because it is really personal yeah. to say to yeah. someone, you know, you're not really dressing well enough. I mean, that's, you know. It's quite, really yeah, it's a tough conversation to have. Mm. Yeah, totally. So, so come in and get the whole team. So I was going to ask you, um, this year with your clients, what sort of clients have you had? What have been some common wardrobe issues that you've come that you've come up against this year? What sort of things? Mine are kind of things like just shopping in an ad hoc way, completely overwhelmed with all the choice in the shops. So I always say to people, try and find your personal style. Just stick to a few brands that you love that fit that. Yeah. Narrow yeah. it down. Hmm. Yeah, I would say that um, it's, I think because of the, I think I've, I've found this in wardrobes pre-pandemic, but definitely since the pandemic, just wardrobes completely misaligned to somebody's lifestyle. So I think when you actually go through their wardrobe and look at their lifestyle, you realise that, you know, for instance, if their typical working, you know, week includes a Zoom call, maybe a presentation, maybe a day in the office, that actually when you hone in on what they've actually got for those three occasions, they've, they've probably just got, you know, one or two pieces that they actually like and are appropriate and that they can wear for that. So I think, you know, it's just working out what you need from your wardrobe and building on those areas. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the wardrobe that doesn't get used. And that's just because it doesn't fit into the lifestyle. So I think, you know, it's, it's just really, I think, yeah, I think that's the, the key thing is just readdressing the balance and making sure that you utilize and have outfits for everything that you do in your life. And you no, know, not stuff that, you know, no ball dresses if you're spending all your days on sort of Zoom calls or in the office, it's not going to work. <laughs> no, that's the difficulty. I've because I'm a magpie shopper. I don't know what sort of shopper you guys are, but I'd literally oh, I get... I'm opposite. Oh, yeah, I, do you know what I would have said you were you quite you know not like that Sarah because I just literally I, I mean, I'm wearing a sparkly top today because it's Christmas I mean you know Looks lovely. Got sparkly, sparkly. I've got the sparkly earrings that you see that's this is always my nod is my accessories to a little bit of glamour <laughs> a little bit of glamour but I just have to rein myself in because I get really distracted and obviously my job I'm in the shops a lot by all the glitter and sparkle and towel skirts and things but often, you know, I have to really be in the mood to put my towel skirt on. So I'm walking down West Norwood High Street in South East <laughs> London. I feel like... I've Very sexy in the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, a bit Sarah Jessica Parker. We'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, actually, yeah, that's what we were going to talk about, weren't we? About them being put down. For, I mean, I love all the fashion in it. I don't know if you've seen it, the reboot. I haven't of, seen it yet. I've, um, I've, seen, I've seen some pictures. Like I've seen some pictures of the outfits in magazines, but I haven't actually watched it. I, I like Samantha. I'm a bit scared to watch it without Samantha. Oh. <laughs> I won't do any spoilers for anyone listening. Okay. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> disappointing though. That's all I'll say. It's a bit disappointing. Okay. I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> I know what the I know the end bit. I read that. That's I think that's okay. Common, but the fashion is disappointing. The fashion is like mad, and I love that because what we were saying was. You know how when we get past a certain age are there things that you you know you don't wear now have you changed the brands you shop at what do you say about you know that that basically message that we get given quite a lot which it's is once you get past 
There's things that personally I don't wear that I used to wear, loads of things. But that's because, not because somebody's told me I can't wear them, but because mm. I don't feel comfortable wearing them anymore. And I think you naturally get to that point anyway when you just think, oh no, no one, you know, I, I, I just don't feel right in that anymore. So not, but not because I've read it in a magazine or anything. But I find weirdly slightly the opposite with guys though. So I get a lot of guys that want to dress in a smarter sort of way. So, you know, like in between that kind of university uh, hoodies or like super cash stuff, but when they, when you sort of go, oh, blazer and chinos, they automatically think of their dad like really smart, you know, like double-breasted sort of gold-buttoned blazer, which, you know, actually is probably quite fashionable now anyway, but what they're picturing is someone very overly smart and, and almost looks too, that they feel like they look too old. So it's almost like they want to look younger, but um, in a... Um, in an appropriate age appropriate way i suppose it's just they don't want to look that they're afraid of dressing too old not not too yeah. young anyway. yeah oh that's really interesting actually because that, that's what i find with women as some women have said to me recently someone said to me that they thought to look grown up they had to look classic and boring oh really is, yeah they, they thought that was the only option you either look fashion fashiony or you look boring and classic with really plain clothes it's like no kind of in between but I guess it's that sweet spot in between which is what you're saying a lot of guys Sarah they they still wear their hoodies from uni like you're saying yeah they've still got that uni look you know and they're still at Abercrombie and Fitch and all of that and then they just don't know where to get to the next stage yeah where to go from that yeah yeah dad you know or look it's a bit of a shock isn't it suddenly when you're wearing the older clothes but you can make it in a more useful way is that just that sweet yeah it's quite often it's about the fit and and maybe how putting it together maybe the, the shoes you wear and but definitely definitely the fit helps and you know going for sort of really unstructured blazers which there's lots of those around at the moment rather than sort of super structured and smart smart so um yeah lots of lots of different little ways I think it's probably thing is with menswear it's quite subtle so it's it, it's it's different from women's wear in that way because you don't have to make huge changes but it's the, the, but then it can make it more difficult because you're like well okay why would I wear you know that pair of chinos over that pair and it's just well actually that's a better fit and it makes you look more youthful or or yeah it's really important, isn't it? And to keep your wardrobe looking up to date fits really important as yeah. well, isn't it? So I was going to ask you, you as well if you've got um, a favourite party outfit, for a party outfit tip, Sarah, for guys and for you, uh, Sally, as well. I mean, my party outfit consists of, like you, like a sparkly top or a pair of sparkly earrings. And that's about it. But for guys, have you got any tips? Sarah? It's got to be a velvet blazer, really, hasn't it? I mean, Daniel Craig and Prince William, you know. And actually, interestingly, I wrote a blog post. It was probably two, three years old, I think, about five ways to wear a velvet blazer. And I've noticed that it shot up again on, on my analytics. Oh, wow. So I think that might be down to, uh, yeah, Daniel Craig's pink one. Oh, I love that Daniel Craig's pink one. Yeah, and Prince William wearing one with a polar neck underneath. Yeah, so, yeah. William wear that? I didn't notice. He's that. worn it a couple of times. I can't remember what event it was to, but it was recently. He wore yeah, like I think it was a dark green blazer with a polar neck underneath. Oh, nice. So yeah, I think there's that's got to be it. But actually, I found a really nice um, velvet bomber jacket recently um, online, and I've done a 
um, some outfits for parties if people are still going to parties christmas parties. yeah that is the thing isn't it um, so i did do some outfits for that and there was a nice um velvet bomber jacket so that's where that's more sort of casual version if someone doesn't want to do a velvet blazer so sally would your husband wear a pink velvet blazer <laughs> no i couldn't get my husband in a blazer or a velvet jacket or anything remotely different it's taken me years to actually get him to wear red because that's not his football team he's yeah he's um, <laughs> Uh, and, and when I went through his wardrobe, like when I sort of first started doing menswear, he, um, I just said it's like a museum to his thirties. Like it was oh. just, he was hanging on to absolutely everything that you no know, was in from his youth. And I just, yeah. So well, he's quite it, sentimental about clothes then. Yeah, yeah, sentimental. Wow. We've got forty-eight Leeds United shirts that I've just that he had in a on a shelf and I'm like there's absolutely no point they're like it's like a museum so we vacuum pack those and put them in storage is he's my worst ever client I just <laughs> need to go to him now just it's just so what would he wear to a party then he would wear a nice shirt and a smart pair of jeans and either smart trainers or um sort of he's got some nice sort of boots that most of I mean I'd sort of get him stuff by stealth now just sort of you know birthdays and Christmas I buy him stuff and you know even going from things like you know a wider leg jean into a narrow leg jean that was you know that took a whole six months of wrangling and arguing you better start now then because it's going away from narrow legs no I know I'm a bit bit nervous (laughs) about that five years time you might get him into it (laughs) yeah yeah I know I I, am I'm sort of yeah, I, I mean, I think, like you said, it's quite subtle. So I think, yeah, maybe yeah. we'll just kind of edge our bets and not go too baggy, like 90s style Yeah, like, yeah, I think it work. just takes a really long time to filter through. And I think, yeah. that, you know, there is that that trend at the moment. But I, I'm still getting guys not as skinny, but in slim leg, because yeah. I feel at the moment that's what the classic is. Yeah, I agree. I think like, what you were saying earlier, I think there's just such a massive difference between being contemporary and modern and being trendy. And I think like we should all have a wardrobe that looks modern because you don't want to look like you've just stepped out of like some sort of 1940s film. But, um, you know, you don't need to be trendy. (laughs) (laughs) Quite cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, we don't want to look fusty and frumpy. But, um, you know, you don't need to be trendy. You don't need to have the latest trends. You just need no. to look nice and fresh and modern. I think that's what most people should aspire to, really. Yeah, I think. You don't need to go super trendy or super classic. So we're, we're saying it's somewhere in the middle. There's a few things you can have. I yeah. think spending a bit more money on, that's something I've definitely done as I've got older, spend more. Yeah. I spend more on less. Yeah. Which is a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's yeah. something I've learned as... You know, I think when I was a buyer, I used to wear too many trends because I wanted to show people that I knew the trends. And now it's, you know, I take a deep breath before I buy anything and think, actually, you know, how long am I going to wear that? Do what am I going to wear it for? And, and I'm, you know, and things like birthdays and Christmas, I will ask people to, you know, give me money or something so I can get something that's higher value that is going to last. So I think that's, you know, considered purchases is definitely something that I do now that I didn't do sort of you know 15 or so years ago so um, I think I've always done that actually but um (laughs) maybe and ended up with probably sometimes forcing myself because I liked clothes I always felt like I had to 
like absolutely fall in love with it before I bought it. And, and you know, quite often I would. But so for me, it was quite hard just to go and go, oh, I, I need I need this thing. It doesn't matter if it's not the perfect thing. Like I remember spending ages trying to find the perfect black jumper and showing my boyfriend, he's a bit like, uh, yeah, it's a black jumper, Sarah. Black. <laughs> and he just didn't really get it. He didn't really get fashion at all, actually. Uh, <laughs> I didn't stay with him long enough to change yeah. him. Oh, uh, I liked him more if you could have dressed him. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, it was just like he just didn't really get it. But I was, it, for me, yeah, it was quite hard to buy something just because I'm like, I need it. It would be useful. Just get it. Don't overthink it. So I always found that quite hard. I remember even like being really young and buying something in Hobbs because weirdly Hobbs is quite classic now. But I feel like it used. To, I don't know if it, it's my imagination, but I feel like it used to be a bit trendier. Yeah. But quite, being quite young and wanting to buy this sort of. Um, it was like a skirt and a top and having to really, really think about it because I think there were 20, this is how far back we're going, 20 pounds each. And that was a lot of money in those days. Uh, and I had to really think about it. And I have to say, I wore, I did buy it and I wore it to death. And then I think I passed it on to my sister and I think she's worn it to death. Well, she did wear it to death. She's probably still got it knowing my sister. You're always <laughs> a good sensible shopper. Very sensible. Yeah. I've got nothing designer in my ward. I don't do designer labels though, or anything like that. I don't. I tend to, you know, now I do spend a bit more, but I'm not like a designer handbag person or anything like that. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I personally, it, it depends. I think there are good value brands within. I, I, it depends where you what you call a designer. I mean, I, I think most of the the high street solid brands are you know you can get good brands from the high street but obviously there's the sort of you know the upper level of high street which I think you know knowing which ones get value for money I think is important because I think for instance before Jaeger changed hands I know it's now part of M&S but they they obviously had a range under the Jaeger name that wasn't Jaeger quality and they were charging like 300 quid for blazers look like they've been made with a knife and fork and I think you know I think it's like, <laughs> the material was terrible wasn't it really cheap material yeah it was just yeah. awful it was just like it was it was equivalent like for value for money to something you would get in a, a lower price brand and pay 25 pounds for and I just think that's the thing that really annoys me and they're just trading under a name and actually not providing quality whereas I think something like a Sandro blazer you know, if you look at the quality of the fabric and the way it's made and that sort of thing, you know, it is worth more money. So I just think it's knowing those sort of things. But I, I don't think, you know, I, in terms of, you know, spending £3,000 on a handbag, I think, you know, if a handbag's good leather and you like the design, then I think, you know, you can get something really good for like a couple of hundred pounds. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't believe in that whole frivolous sort of you know chucking money at designer because I think you can get pretty solid good value money like stuff on the high street definitely yeah Sandro's lovely I do love a bit of Sandro for men as well Sarah I've loads, loads of Sandro this year absolutely tons that oh, and yeah. Reese actually I found Reese was really good Reese. this year yeah Reese, at the moment I love Reese's collection yeah. really smart really nice it's not Reese. my style I think that would you know, that's the thing you were saying, Sally, as well, is to about when you get older, you mentioned before we went live, that it's more important to just know your style rather than, you know, sort of faffing with trends, wondering what's where and holding yourself back. Just try to get that clarity on your style, where to shop. Yeah. 
I think that that makes so much difference because then you you cut out a lot of the noise, don't you, and focus in on on what you like. And and you know what you were saying earlier about you know people wanting to dress a certain way at work. And I think if you know your style, you don't have to be boring and fusty because you can bring your personality. And I think that's important in your, especially in a work wardrobe, that you don't leave your personality at the door and, and dress in a really staid sort of corporate way. Because I, I think that does impact you and who you are. So I think it's good to you know try to bring the nuances of the things you like in an appropriate way for, for work or whatever you're doing. I think that's important. Yeah get some personality there well thank you ladies for joining me today what are you are you having christmas you're having christmas at your mum, sarah will they dress up will you, you know, we always dress up for christmas we always day. dress up yeah we don't do the whole staying in pajamas thing i know some people do some people i was gonna put a post actually on instagram to see if people did pajamas or dressing up on christmas day because i want to yeah. know so I we do, yeah, we're dressing all day. Yeah, I've never one. worn pajamas all day. No, I haven't. Maybe I don't know. I don't know my friend meal. does. Her boyfriend. <laughs> it's it's not it's not my thing, but <laughs> I dressed I up myself like, when I was I here in my like, own life. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've been checked into a facility or something. <laughs> Yeah. I guess if some people like it, are dressing up all week and just feel like kicking back and yeah, two of them there, then good for them. But yeah. Yeah, good, good for them. I just love yeah. the whole process of it's Christmas Day. Let's yeah. get dressed. Let's, you know, yeah, a sense of occasion. That's what I love. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's lovely. I mean, I love seeing people all dressed up in their new stuff on Christmas Day. I love it. Like, you know, when you go around the streets and you think, oh, they've just got that for Christmas or they're wearing it for Christmas <laughs> yeah. Day. I get really excited. I think it's lovely when people make an effort. I do. It's like, but my I'm hosting my family, so I've got sisters and and my brother's not coming Christmas Day, but I'm hosting Boxing Day as well. So We've got a busy one. So Christmas Day, I'll try to wear something glamorous but dark so I don't um, show the gravy that I'm bound to spill down with. <laughs> that sounds a bit dodgy, dressing up and cooking at the same time. Well, yeah, I do have an apron. So that's, oh, okay. that's really, yeah. That's a, Get your Christmas a, a apron on. Thing, which maybe I'll post on Instagram one day. <laughs> oh, you should, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Whatever everyone's doing, have a lovely yeah. Christmas Thank you thanks both for having us, Lisa. It's Thank been you. lovely. Yeah, thanks for having us. See you We're all local London stylists, so I'll see you around. Maybe in your Christmas jump on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you so, so much for listening to the Style Stories podcast. I really hope you're enjoying it. As ever, do get in touch if there's anything in particular you want me to cover particularly for the last two years thank you for listening because we have been through such a roller coaster we're still not out of the woods and it's draining and I invited those two stylists on because they've been through the same as me which is just the uncertainty of knowing what's around the corner when you're freelance and when the shop's shut and all of that and my income is cut off overnight it's been really a very very stressful couple of years and I hope that you are surviving and that you're happy, as happy as can be, and wishing you and your family lots of love and happiness and a very prosperous and healthy 2022. Take care and thanks again for listening.